ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, Kathy here. I'm not on today's episode, but I wanted to let you know that it is sponsored by Studio Headphones. So that's Studio without the T. Yes, like the Phil Collins song. They're an awesome range of headphones. And if you go to their website and at checkout, put in the code CINEMILE, you'll get 15% off. Okay, bye. Hi there, uh, it's Dave here. I'm uh, not with my wife, Kathy. I'm with my, another one of my wives. Uh, <laughs> it's called Peter Tobin. Hello. Hi, Peter. How's it going? Um... Tobin and me I already called him Tobin I call him Tobin it's his surname it, I'm going to try and call you Peter uh, because it's your actual name I don't mind whichever it's interchangeable I'll go with both no stick with your god given okay, name it's Peter. your it's mother Peter. could be listening to this uh, so Peter uh, very old friend of mine first time on this podcast yep um, Deadpool 2 is what we're going to go see it's the second the of second the Deadpools Deadpool. yes yes for anyone who doesn't know did you see the first one I did. I saw it quite a while ago, so I can't really remember. I just have a vague recollection that everything seemed to have been finished at the end, so there was no real <laughs> yeah, they were like cliffhangers we're or done. anything, and I wasn't really sure what they were actually going to do. <laughs> I guess it's one of those franchise things, they have to do a second one, but um, I can't remember any of the specifics of the first one. I was going to re-watch it, and then I thought, I'm just going to have, uh, just have a fresh I mean, if you'd done that, view. you would have already have done more research than we ever do <laughs> on, this, on this podcast. Um, yeah, I think you're right, though. The, I, they probably didn't really tease sequels because they didn't expect it to be such a huge hit. It was, uh, I think it's the biggest R-rated movie of all time in America, anyway. I'm not sure about the rest of the world. It was just a phenomenal success. I think it might be the most... Again, no research. I think it might be the most profitable movie of all time? Question oh, wow. Mark? Oh, wow. Big somebody, statement. Somebody wrote... <laughs> Okay, you t- you talk now. I'm going to frantically Google. No, no, I'm going to I'll Google that and then we'll verify that on the other side of this podcast. Um, um, yeah, so I think part of the thing for me with with the Deadpool thing is that, as you well know, as sometimes you will get texts from me saying, "I want to get into whatever the franchise is. Where do I start?" The whole thing is just baffling to me. There's too much stuff out there. There's too many things. But with Deadpool, it seems like it's very much a standalone. You don't have to have watched 78 different incarnations of <laughs> yeah. um, of a comic book in order to get it or watch it or see it so that's what kind of attracts me to it and I guess I'm a fairly average person so I'm assuming there's lots of other people like me who would like to watch a, average a standalone version of a film they don't have to worry about uh, all the other the other bits and pieces do you have that on your LinkedIn? yeah that's me yeah it's Peter Tobin <laughs> fairly, fairly average, average. person <laughs> um, I think that's interesting though because we yeah you're right we did have a conversation very recently uh, about Infinity War, which you wanted uh, to go see, and you just asked me like, "Can I go? Can I go?" See? Well, you didn't Am ask I allowed? for my permission, <laughs> but you uh, you wanted to know like, would I, would you get it? And I, I kind of, I think that's the first one where I had to say no. I don't think that would be very enjoyable. For it's you. like you have to have 
you have to have put in time or you have to have credentials for for watching it. They check it when you go in to see the film. <laughs> so have yeah. you seen all of these other films that you were supposed to see? Um, the only the only one test. the only one that I ever got in at the the ground level was the uh, Star Wars. No, not Star Wars. Star the Trek. Star Wars. Star Trek. The start the new Star Treks, and thoroughly enjoyed them because I knew what was happening. But when there's too much, when there's too much. Um, material there already it's just it's a big put off I think you're right that's interesting that's an interesting one though because you're right this new Star Trek did a very clever thing where they just basically uh, where they did a bit of time travel spoilers for 2008 Star Trek (laughs) there was a bit of time travel rejiggery and then they were like oh yeah so now it's an alternate timeline and everything that's happened for the past 40 years doesn't matter yeah so then so I guess that is quite refreshing like you say if you're like oh yeah I don't need to have watched Star Trek Deep Space Nine uh, nine seasons of that or whatever it was was except when you go on uh, Now TV and you see in the uh, Sky Cinema section in the franchise um, part of it there are I think there's about 13 different uh, Star Treks I mean maybe one day if, if, all the movies if everything has uh, gone very badly over a weekend I might just you know, call <laughs> watch 13 Star Trek movies and just go through and watch them all hey let me know when that happens because I'm there I did that once before uh, in, in a row I watched them all and all then the ranked Star them. I did all the Star yeah oh wow oh, I mean I had some oh, old Dave. moments in my life <laughs> um, so yeah I think, that, I think that's, that's an interesting point and I think the Marvel Universe is going that way it, it's already 10 years in and look how convoluted it's gotten so you, you're, you, if you're having trouble accessing it as yeah. a fairly I'm average gonna person I'm going I'm not even sure what the Marvel Universe is it's oh, totally I really don't know is it Marvel is, is it just comic book stuff but Mar- like there's a is there a different is there a Marvel Universe and then there's like Marvel the comic book Marvels but not in the universe or something uh Actually, you're right. The, the 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 movies are the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Too much, and Dave. I guess the yeah, are too you, much. I've already lost you. I, I could tell. I, I, honestly, it's just I have no interest in the um, in the back catalogue and having to. It's almost like it's very kind of um, insistent. So yeah, I mean, we're we're excited for Deadpool too. I'm quite excited as well. I I thought the first one was like a nice little surprise. It was um, it was quite enjoyable and throwaway. I'm kind of a little bit um, put off by the marketing for this I think there's been yes. some clever marketing but it's over the top it's just really in your face and annoying isn't it I'm really looking forward to the film but the the marketing is it's 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 just so frustrating when you have things like um, the FA Cup final um, United against Chelsea and Deadpool is doing the little intro thing and uh, Gary Lineker has to apologise to people who are watching the FA Cup final who don't know who Deadpool is or what any of this is about <laughs> and the whole thing just feels incredibly cringy and I think it's it's become so meta that it's like it's I don't know I can't it's I, invaded I, too many aspects of, of reality yeah, and, yeah it's and like it's he's it's a film that is winking at the fact that it's a film going into TV and advertising winking at the fact that it's a film and TV and ad- it's it's all over the place yeah. in terms of the, the marketing but saying that really looking forward to it because I, I very much enjoyed the first one well it's just it was just ugh, it's silly and fun and violent and I think that's kind of what you want in a throwaway probably comic. words I would use to describe yourself as well Dave. yeah, yeah uh, Peter Tobin fairly average person <laughs> Dave Corkery <laughs> silly fun silly, and violent fun and, violent. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we'll leave it there We're gonna, we better head into this thing alright we'll see you on the other side of Deadpool 2
This is where you say goodbye to everyone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> goodbye, Come on, everyone. did you not read the, the <laughs> briefing I sent you? I know they come it's clean. I haven't, I haven't listened to the cinema before. <laughs> I sent you a 48-page PDF uh, document. You're supposed to read it before you come on. Um, yeah. Okay, bye! Bye! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shit my pants. Actually, that may have been me. Oh, you're living the dreams, DP. Yeah. Devil me care attitude. <laughs> Strong thighs. Beautiful girlfriend. Sorry I'm late. I was rounding up all the gluten in the world and launching into space where it can't not hurt us ever again. Kiss me like you miss me, Red. What in the fucksicle is this? My name's Cable. I'm here for the kid. What? The kid? Move or die. All right, we're uh, we're out of Deadpool two now. We're we're in uh, Leicester Square for some context. We went to the Odeon uh, with fan- the fancy seats. The fa- fancy Odeon. Dave couldn't figure out how to do his recliner until <laughs> until the credits, so uh, he did he, he he didn't get the the full bang for his buck. <laughs> no, anytime. Well, anytime. I thought it was one of those ones that you just lean back to recline. And anytime I leaned back, they were leather, and so I was making the loudest squeaks. So then I was afraid to move. And you didn't think, looking around, that absolutely everybody else in the no, cinema who had their feet well, up. Every, everyone looked very cosy, <laughs> yourself included. Uh, so, yeah, we're walking around Leicester Square, we're just by that fountain. Um, there's some weird music in the background, which you might be able to hear. Probably some sort of busker. It's a beautiful evening. But I hope you're not here to, to hear about our <laughs> lovely stroll together. Uh, let's talk about Deadpool 2. Uh, I... Uh, I I quite liked that. I think it was it was a fine experience. It was just kind of just okay though. I don't know. It didn't really land for me. A lot of the um, we won't talk spoilers yet, but like it felt like in typical Deadpool style, it's like every single thing he says is a punchline, and he has a lot of dialogue. So it's like kind of exhausting. Uh, it's just mm. like nonstop, nonstop joke, and a lot of the times the jokes worked. Like I laughed several times throughout so I guess it functioned in that regard but then when you're when he's making jokes and I'm not laughing I feel like oh I don't know it's like it's like when you're it's like when you're talking to somebody and they're making bad jokes and you have to politely laugh and you feel uncomfortable you feel you've paid the money to see the film and you want it to be really good so you want to give a laugh (laughs) yeah yeah but I'm like I, I wasn't laughing so I felt like awkward I don't know, and yeah. and a lot of it, just a lot of it, didn't land or felt weird or out of place, and it's hard to emotionally connect with anyone, even though the movie really tries to have an emotional core. Yeah, but fails, I think, massively. Well, what do you think? I thought it was in, in relatively enjoyable. It wasn't like if you saw that without knowing and expecting the sequel, expecting it to be um, like Deadpool two. If you just saw that as a standalone film, it might be quite uh, quite pleasant. But you're exactly right. It's the Pleasant. You won't see issue. that on the poster. <laughs> it's the issue with the with the jokes. It's just the the level of expectation. Um, and I thought it was quite interesting. I saw in the credits that he's listed as one of the writers. And I'm not sure if that's the case in the first one. I'd have to double check that. I'm not I don't sure. know. But um, the panic Google. It's, it seems like there is um, that there is uh, just like you said. There's two. It tries incredibly hard. And there's quite a few that just don't land. And there's quite a few that seem a bit dated as well, which is 
obviously these are things that were current when the film was being written but that's not you know even in probably in the last four years maybe because there's some stuff in there that might have been funny in 2012 yeah we won't, we'll name the joke uh, specifically that you're thinking of uh, in spoiler street uh, so that no he what he wasn't credited as a writer on on Deadpool I'm on IMDb here but like 10 other people were this is, look at that yeah a lot crazy. of people here uh, but yeah I think it's a, yeah it's an interesting point that he's a writer on this because it feels like I mean it's all about ego the character is ego but it's it's all a bit it's become a bit too winky winky self-naughty yeah, yeah. I, I don't know to the point of where I'm not sure if I even like Ryan Reynolds anymore because <laughs> <If, laughs> I kind of do yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It feels like there are. Um, it feels like it's actually more than one film. It feels like there's a couple of different films in there. Like when you were saying about it having an emotional core, like the opening, the first act or the opening kind of sequence is quite emotional and aims to get across that idea of building him as a as a kind of as a character with with a real kind of motivation. And then it just it's completely undermined by everything else. Yeah. So it depends what you actually there to see I guess I agree it's a bit of a mishmash uh, and then they kind of try to tie it all together I don't think it quite gelled um, would I recommend this I don't know I'd say like don't rush out to the cinema like go wait till it's on Netflix this would definitely it easily passes a couple of hours or however long it was yeah I like as I said earlier it's it's quite enjoyable it's um, but it's not I remember when the first Deadpool came out people it was not shocking but it kind of it took people by surprise people weren't really expecting a superhero movie like that um, it felt this, different yeah. yeah this one I guess follows in the same vein but it just feels a little bit like it's missed its mark and I don't know what the mark is though I don't know what the mark is for a <laughs> self-referential superhero film that tries to be a bit of a drama at the same time I don't know what they were aiming for that's the problem The it does try to kind of do both and they don't those tones are inherently polar so they don't meld together so you can't really he can't really jump from dramatic to like be 90% quippy and then whenever he's suddenly in dramatic mode it doesn't really feel right and it doesn't feel earned so it's almost like it's almost like Deadpool would be better as a sidekick in someone else's movie yeah that's a good point actually Um, I thought some of the best some of the funnier parts in that are the parts where it's uh, it's referencing other films and making jokes at the expense of other characters in other films yeah um, I don't want to give anything away but that they're the only they're the moments where when you know when you understand the reference you would laugh at it there was quite there was a few things actually that other people were laughing at I think were probably references to other films that I m- might not have seen well there's a couple of Marvel <laughs> uh, other Marvel movie references there you go that's there. it I'm there you go but there is enough for everyone. Look, I think we both had a fun time. You reclined. I didn't. I, I did recline. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the definition of a, of a fun time at the cinema. Uh, quick quick update on the... Um, I did do that bit of Googling that I promised oh, yes. before we went in. So, no, it wasn't. It's not the most... The highest movie. The biggest movie. <laughs> the biggest movie of all time ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, apparently it was just the second most profitable movie of 2016. Ah, of course, Yeah, yes. not, not quite as a... As a full of acclaim as I had expected no not the greatest movie of all time um, right here's the dubstep section of the uh, <laughs> of the podcast 
Which uh, is this dubstep? I, I, not really, no. Well, let's go right onto Spoiler Street because I think this is a good opportunity to try and figure out what is dubstep. And okay. there was a, there was a lot of dubstep jokes in the movie, and I think that's what you were referencing as quite outdated, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. To me, that's like I probably a good few years out, and it feels like maybe it was something because even that um, the song that's that they play when they make the dubstep joke, that's. I don't know. Off the top of my head, it's maybe four, three or four years. Oh, did you recognise that song? Yeah. So it, it must be. Um, it, it must be something. Teacher and you heard the kids yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the kids are always dubstepping <laughs> in primary school. <laughs> um, there must have been. It must have been a thing when they were writing, or they put that joke in in a draft, however many years ago, and then just said. We're going to keep that one in. It, it, that was one of yeah. The, don't touch the dubstep. Dude. Yeah, that was one of the prime ones that when you were kind of watching, going, "Oh, I really wish it was funny. I really wish I could laugh at this, but I can't." And it was a running joke. As I well. know exactly. That's the thing. It's like if you're going to keep one of these going, it's got to be airtight. That's you're right. Like I felt like a lot of these were kind of didn't develop past the first draft, or you're almost like, you "Guys, get a writer's room going." You know, you can get to. You could probably do a little bit better than this. Yeah. One. Yeah. Um. I had a problem with what you talked about the opening with uh, his girlfriend, uh, right? Because I had the same problem in the first one, and it's a shame. Is, ha- it, is the problem that you can't take her out of Homeland and you think that she is uh, Brody's <laughs> yeah, wife? She's, she's Brody's wife. <laughs> I cannot see past that. I can't see. Past. I was watching going, oh, Brody's wife has got a tattoo. <laughs> That's an interesting That's development, her name, isn't it? The actress, I believe. Brody's, Brody's wife. wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. She had it legally changed. Um, it's a shame Cathy's not here because she always uh, has a very interesting female perspective on this. And, and I'm stuck with you. Um, but, um, uh, and it's just two guys here, so it's our point of view. But the, from, if you think that she's a, char- she's a problematic character because she only serves to just basically stay at home and be there for him to have sex with yeah. and make babies. Like, with, literally, that's what she's there yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, her entire purpose. But also with killer lines, like, kiss me like you miss me. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's utterly dreadful. Absolutely <laughs> awful. But it's the kind of... She's that, uh, she's that 13-year-old boy fantasy of what exactly, a woman is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not only that, she then dies to serve his um, emotional journey. Yeah, for all the nods and winks that... Uh, the film makes to um, this whole idea of like being race aware and sensitive to other cultures. The whole feminism thing just completely goes <laughs> yeah. out the window. They, he even makes a joke about the um, something about old white guys and uh, and not um, not oh. being touched by them or something like that. But the actual film itself, the whole purpose of it, even some of the other female characters, the Japanese girl. The whole purpose of them is to like fuel this megalomaniac who's trying to who's trying to uh, just have the whole show to himself. Yeah, it's um, it's problematic, I think, and mm. it feels like something that was written by men who weren't thinking about that kind of thing. And again, we're men, so I we are like men. This is why we need Kathy. Um, I would say guy. though, the character uh, Domino, who her, has probably the greatest superpower that I've ever seen in somebody who doesn't necessarily watch lots of superhero movies it is phenomenal when You're you think about average it guy. I'm, I'm an average guy yeah. when you think about that superpower which is can we say it now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so um, she's just lucky <laughs> it's just good so simple just isn't it just plum luck yeah 
so everything goes right for her and there's lots of in jokes that was, that was one thing I thought was really interesting lots of in jokes where um, Dead Ryan Reynolds character is saying um, oh it's lazy writing but it's some of the best bits of the film it's <laughs> yeah. just like everything just going right for her uh, but again she hasn't earned this power she has done nothing to earn anything in the film she is uh, just lucky she's Brilliant. just a badass again but it's just like she doesn't really have any there's, they didn't write a character for her no she's just cool and looks good so again it felt like a little bit male gazy and at one point I wasn't sure whether she was her or she was the other female character when towards the end when she comes back in when oh, he's so sitting on the couch they all look the same to you is it? Oh, well, they're is it relatively Peter? short hair and I was looking at her going oh I'm not <laughs> why is she in that room? <laughs> bring the men back on huh? <laughs> Um, I thought she was cool though I liked her I liked, yeah and I liked her character I liked her superpower let's talk about the X-Force stuff I thought all that was really good uh, I loved it <laughs> just, there's a great character just how they just killed them all off instantly it was really entertaining yes um, Rob Delaney was the absolute standout <laughs> wasn't he yeah really really good just so good at being absolutely rubbish that's a fairly average person right yeah, there yeah me and that Rob was, Delaney that was the joke <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty average Absolutely loved all that. I loved the uh, the vanishing guy. Yeah, Brad Pitt. I, Brad Pitt. Yeah, like it looked like a CG Brad Pitt, didn't it? it looked oh, like I they didn't, didn't ask him. I say Brad Pitt now as if I recognised him, but I didn't. I saw it on the credits. Oh, did you not? There was a, I, it was a quick flash of yeah, him. Yeah, I the, saw that, and I couldn't I couldn't place him. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't? Are you, do you have face blindness? <laughs> you didn't recognise Brad Pitt. Bit. You didn't. <laughs> you weren't able to tell the female characters apart. I think that's maybe face blindness. Yeah, I think yeah. I just diagnosed you just now. <laughs> Um, the director David uh, Le- Lech or Leach I don't know how to say it go with Leach Lech sounds uh, Lech not great Lech doesn't it <laughs> uh, he uh, he did John Wick and there was a great gag in the title credits yeah. do you want to tell them about so was I was, it? it was uh, they had different um, uh, not names but sentences for like directed by screenplay by all of that and uh, it said for the directed by it was one of the guys that killed John Wick's dog in the first film <laughs> yeah I love that so that when I saw great, that yeah. I was like okay this is going to be good <laughs> yeah they set but the then, bar high early there yeah yeah that was one of the better ones right at the beginning um, but he did that and he also did Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron uh, that, I don't know if you saw that nope. uh, but both very like very cool there's some great one shot fight scenes in that have you seen John Wick yeah uh, you know all that stuff the, yeah, the yeah. gunplay and yeah. the slow sort of camera stays on him Look, amazing action scenes they, I felt like I wanted more of that in this movie um, I, they, they, they kind of hint at it you get a lot of hand to hand and even uh, Cable does a couple of those John Wick moves where he like punches someone and then fires into their stomach three times yeah, yeah. while moving them forward but I there wasn't any sort of clean like impressive action scenes for me uh, it was just kind of they almost had it but the camera just just edited it a lot I don't know it was a bit messy yeah I the one thing that I found compared to the first one I, I could be wrong with this but I, I don't remember there being very many other superheroes in the first one other than the oh, chrome this, guy yeah. um, so that just meant that when there was fight scenes you knew that you know someone was going to die <laughs> when they're all when it's all superheroes fighting sometimes it's uh, you well I kind of lose interest because I'm like well he's not going to die even Juggernaut when you see him getting out of the water yeah. at the end I'm like okay like this is just the thing that we do we 
we create these situations where they can fight each other for our entertainment, but nobody dies. There's no peril in it, Dave. There's, I want, I want death. <laughs> you want some peril. <laughs> I, want, I want there to be uh, an outcome where somebody is dead. Do you know, the more you talk, the more I think you shouldn't watch any of the Marvel movies. Because <laughs> that's one of their biggest problems, yeah. is there are no consequences. Yeah. Death doesn't matter, and anyone can come back to life at any stage. Which is kind of exactly what Deadpool is. As well, well, exactly, we yeah. So the first one ended and it, it seemed like there was no need for a sequel. There was no kind of overhang or, or there was nothing that had to be cleared up. And then this one ended and it's literally just, there will be five more of these. Yeah. You're guaranteed there will be five more. If you don't watch this one, fine, you can watch the next three. Um, but that's not to say it's, it's bad. If they get... If they were to do another one and be able to nail the jokes a little bit more and bring back the kid. He was good. He was good. I liked him. I did like him in the uh, the one with Sam Neill. What were we saying that was called? Oh, the Hunt for the Wilder Hunt People. Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah, he was excellent in that. Um, I think the... I, I thought it was a little bit like... They felt like they'd just seen that movie and just lifted his whole character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was like... Lazy writing. <laughs> it was, exactly. But it, uh, interestingly, they didn't make a joke about it. Because Wade Wilson basically was the Sam Neill figure. Yeah. The reluctant father figure who doesn't like him and yeah. he just keeps trying to... I don't know. So I thought that was a... I'm pretty sure Sam Neill didn't take a bullet from him in the end of uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Would have been good, though. Yeah. Sam Neill with healing powers. Uh, I don't really have much else to um, say on this. No, just I mean... A bit, yeah. yeah, just a bit meh. Not yeah. one that I would say you absolutely have to see this or you absolutely have to see this in the cinema. It doesn't... I think it's would be fine to fill a gap I mean Josh Brolin is good he was he was good and Josh I Brolin is very good at banter that. yeah yeah um, that, w- that was well written but other than that there's uh, there's a lot of misses a yeah, huge I number I feel of like misses. I'm kind of over Deadpool now I think that's it I, I, I enjoyed it like I had fun but it just uh, I was just most of the time I was just like oh, I'm kind of sick of you but then I, I laughed beside, despite myself. Yeah, I laughed at the really dirty bits, though. <laughs> you did. You they got did. right tickled by that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there probably, were some... There probably were some... the best ever rip-off of Basic Instinct I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, that was very good. The whole baby legs scene was really unexpected. Like, yeah, yeah, it, was, it, came, it came right out of left field. <laughs> but uh, very enjoyable. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Peter, Tobin, chin, chin. thank you, thank Dave. you for coming. Oh no, last last thing I oh. want to ask you. you. I mentioned you're a teacher. Oh yeah. What uh, if you were to like teach this? I'm putting you on the spot now. If you were to like look at this as a text that you were teaching to your English students because you teach English, what would be like the theme you'd pull out of this, or is that even possible? Like I said earlier, that it's it's like two different films. So there's like the the drama, the attempt at drama, like. Uh, the core motivation behind this character who's trying to redeem himself in the face of you know his entire life going to shit oh can I swear on this yeah oh sorry going to shit Um, you can go hard hard F if you want and what family (laughs) that's another spoiler from the film (laughs) Um, bringing it back but there's uh, is there a theme in that I don't know so I'm going to take that as a no. I, I, I can't so it's not going to be showing up in your curriculum next year? Um, probably not, no. I mean, I, I, I doubt I would get that past anybody who makes those decisions. <laughs> would you stick it on a, on a rainy day? Well, like it's the la- if it's the last day of term before Christmas holidays or summer holidays, <laughs> I might be able to stick it on and uh, lock the door. No, that's a no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs>
and that's how Tobin got fired. Yeah, and then right. I'm doing this full time. Thanks for cinemiling. Let's go get a drink. Thanks, everyone. Uh, oh, uh, and I'm terrible when Cathy's not here to yeah. help me host. Um, we, we're on social, on the social medias. Uh, Facebook, all, all Twitter, Instagram. You know them all. Uh, at the Cinemile. Uh, please, if, you, if this is your first time listening, uh, head, to, head to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this and subscribe. Uh, and we've got loads of other episodes. And uh, let us know what you thought of Deadpool 2. And, uh, and bye. Do you do a thing at the end of your podcast where you say... Goodbye. who has been produced by and all those things the cinema was brought to you by Can we mentioned Sarah Koenig on this <laughs> yeah <God>. MailChimp <laughs> uh, and Sarah Koenig and uh, M&M's nice I'm just saying things I'm seeing now yes okay bye <laughs> cheers Dave bye cause I've been shaking I've been bending backwards till I'm Watching all these dreams go up in smoke Let beauty come out of ashes Let beauty come out of ashes Powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Jesse Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a backstreet boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.